Welcome to Holy Horror. My name is V, and like every other time, I'm so grateful, appreciative, excited, happy that you're choosing to share some of your precious time with me today. Thank you for listening. It truly means the world. I know I say it a lot, but I just don't want you to forget it. I know. You can see we teleported to Canada. Don't get used to the setting because we're going to be changing places a lot. And I'm going to be taking you with me, of course. So today we are on my best friend's living room. I am sitting on her couch and I'm wearing also her t-shirt. I love you, Jessie. Um, speaking about t-shirts, this just reminded me something. I got a few messages from some of you and I thought that that was pretty... You guys are pretty observing, and I like it. There were two people that asked me why I always wear t-shirts when I'm recording. And there's an actual reason behind it. Um, well, first, I'm trying to have a personal conversation with you. So I'm tricking my brain to thinking that I'm in my living room talking to my best friend and not a camera, right? So um, a t-shirt is the most, or well, after hoodie, is the most comfortable clothing piece that anyone owns when you take your brow off after a long day and just throw a t-shirt on isn't that amazing i don't really wear bras but for girls who do you guys know exactly what i'm talking about um so yeah i'm, I'm here trying to pretend that i'm talking to my best friend aka you so i'm trying to be comfy and i'm not trying too hard to make an impression my second main reason is that i'm trying to get you to pay attention to the things i'm saying and not how i look so I don't put much effort. I've had a few episodes already recorded that I wanted to post, but I thought that throwing this one in here was important because it's a great appetizer, a great opener for the other subjects that I'm going to be elaborating on and unpacking. So this is a fun, short episode that is just going to address a concept that I feel pretty identified with and that we should we should really keep in mind. I do like compliments for the most part, um, but this specific two words, when someone tells me them, I have to be in the right setting in order for me to actually embrace it and welcome it. Don't call me a good girl unless I'm naked in front of you and we just had great sex. After a lot of um, unpacking and self-reflection with my internal patterns i realized that that conditioning has brought a lot of my issues when it comes to me identifying and just like letting go and shedding off those layers of my identity as a disclaimer my parents did a badass job at raising me i love you mom and dad thank you for life so today I'm going to be addressing mainly um, the societal expectations that we have on women. So why is there a problem if someone calls me a good girl? There's really no problem, right? Because we give the positive or negative connotation depending on our perception of the word, depending on what you believe in, right? But I do think I'm a good person. I just don't need to be a good girl because I am so much more than that, that there is no space for me to be just a good girl. So where does this good girl conditioning comes from? If you take a look at the arc of human history, women have had some kind of rights for the past 150 years if we're generous. But that's really a night blink. That's, that goes by fast. And most people, we have grandparents that were raised in a completely different world when it comes to the concept of gender. 
So we have an entire cultural history that's bent and that's built around the idea of women attempting to thrive, to succeed, to survive in a society that is based their worth on only one factor, which is how marriageable she is. How high up in the social ladder she can marry. Because if she finds the right men, then maybe she's going to be able to address her dreams after finding the right men. So what are the qualities on a patriarchy for a woman to be considered marriageable? She has to be accommodating, harmonizing. She has to put people first. She has to be someone of service. She doesn't have to be, she shouldn't be too bold. She's, it's better for her to be low profile, always looking proper, not too much, not too little, just the right amount. In this space already, we realize that the seed that's planted is for us to before liking ourselves we have to worry about being liked most of you right now must be saying that's an antiquated idea those are old ways of thinking that doesn't happen anymore women don't need to get married women don't need a, a husband and i agree in many ways with that because i never thought of getting married myself that was not something i was dreaming of as a kid I certainly wanted to have a family, but marriage itself was never really necessary in my eyes. I believe that you can fa have a conscious relationship, a dynamic with someone and have a family without the marriage part. But if you really pay attention to our current predicament on women's behavior, but not just women's behavior, but like our unconscious bodily tendencies still moving in the space to either wanting to be those things wanting to be the desirable wife or an exact rejection to all of it because we are, we're sick of it we're sick of the conditioning and you want to say fuck you to society thinking back on people that i have dated um i tend to go for white boys i would like to say that my better self doesn't have a type and i can simply fall in love fall in love with the human right regardless of gender of looks of all of it but i tend to be attracted to white boys for some reason or to boys that don't look like me so i i love latin american boys i love the dancing but i was never like attracted to them because they were something i had already seen in neo i wanted something different so when i would see the white proper clean look guy my first thought is come here give me your hand i want to shake up real life a little bit <laughs> and it's so interesting because i am associating myself with the idea of disturbance the thing that guys tell me the most on dating apps is hey trouble i would let you ruin my life <laughs> and even i've gotten hit very often with the whole i showed you to my mom and she told me that she was not expecting that you looked like that <laughs> their moms are probably expecting them to show them a you know pretty preppy beautiful little barbie you know um who fits better the the perfect family photo and who doesn't pose her as an instagram <laughs> i always had to sit down with my legs crossed i didn't have to sing too loudly not make too much noise get the little gold stars get the pat on my back with this what this does to the subconscious mind is that it creates a chronic need to please people and a complete inability to say no. There's this distaste for criticism and the obsessive perfectionism that we're always trying to achieve. So the good girl conditioning is a message that we receive in our childhood 
to be agreeable and kind and nice and polite many of us are also told that we need to avoid anger or any emotion of disagreement to always stay calm even when people violate our boundaries because we're better off not causing any fuzz any problems which means that we we're supposed to be sacrificing our needs to please others no honestly i have always been a clumsy human being and I have two brothers. This makes me remember one day that we were playing in my parents' bed and they were like, we were playing, I don't know, like a war wrestling or something. And I was throwing Crocs at them. Crocs, you know, the shoe Crocs, yes. So they were under the covers. And then the second they would pop their head out, I would just throw a Croc and try to aim to their head. So my older brother, he pops his head out, I grab a yellow crock, I throw him the yellow crock, it hits his eye, and he gets a huge purple eye because I hit him with a crock. My mom was not happy with me. Um, she insisted that I shouldn't be playing those games with them because I shouldn't be doing that, I shouldn't be throwing crocks at them. They were my brothers, all I wanted to do, they're my best friends, I'm supposed to play with them, right? And I remember her giving me this nickname. She used to call me Suavecita. Suavecita means little softy in Spanish. I know I was stronger and maybe a little more like tomboyish than your regular girl. Um, and having two brothers didn't help. I thought that I was supposed to be contained in this soft, pink, flowery container and I couldn't leave it or else I was not existing the right way. I didn't want to play with the dolls all the time. I wanted to throw Hot Wheels at the walls like my brothers were doing. I also don't think that it was a coincidence that I was the only girl in my Taekwondo class. And even after finishing high school, uh, when I joined the workforce, I remember working, I, did, I had so many jobs, but one of my last jobs, I was working for this startup company and um, I was part of the corporate world. Um, I was the only girl in a company of eight dudes. They were around, they were pretty young dudes. Um, they came from old money, so it's pretty much guys that are trying to build something with their parents' money. Um, so it was quite interesting because it was a pretty young, fresh dynamic for a company, uh, but at the same time, it was a mess. So um, I got there and I became friends with them. And um, I was in charge of closing deals. I'm not going to give details because I don't want them to know exactly what I'm talking about. But I started being in that space thinking that I had to be nice and considered all the time and put everyone's needs before mine. So I started like that until I started experiencing different instances and situations where I understood that I had to start standing up for myself. I was talking to a lot of clients and I was closing deals. And starting by the fact that every time I would face them a client, they would somehow make me feel that there was no seriousness anymore. The second that I would show my face, they would stop taking me seriously. Even if after that first impression, I was able to still pull them in. It was a hard um, transition. I started closing deals on the phone rather than the video because it was easier for me to express what I wanted to say and be more effective on the phone. If they saw my face, they were not going to take me seriously. So I was only taken seriously when I opened my mouth, pretty much. 
And I think that that's when my boldness came out because if I was not clear with my boundaries and I was trying to talk business with someone and they were trying to flirt with me or take me out at dinner and tell me like, oh yeah, we'll talk about it for dinner. There's little comments here and there that really helped me build my character and just set my boundaries. But what about when we feel uncomfortable? Do we have to still stay polite? Good girls are not supposed to look rude. I know that I have a resting bitch face is that what people call it i know that like when i'm serious i look mean or that's what i've been told i think i don't know that because i don't see myself but i'm pretty approachable but i have heard multiple times things like oh wow you actually look like a bitch but you're actually quite nice so i just you just gotta give me a chance i'm actually pretty nice so good girls cannot look rude her focus is on what people think of her, how she looks physically, and if she is being well-received through that. This is gonna keep reflecting on and on and on when she starts dating, for example. She's gonna wanna impress, rather wonder how she feels. That's a huge disconnect right there because she's so worried about being likable and having him um, affirm her rather than her liking herself and asking, am I having a good time myself? Instances like this lead to hypervigilance, which we call social anxiety. You know, she's appeasing, she's going with, she's always avoiding conflict. The problem here is that good girls don't learn important relational skills like voicing their needs. Placing boundaries and conflict resolution because it's not about you not saying anything when you feel uncomfortable. It's not about, oh, I don't want to say anything because I don't like conflict. You have to say it. There is a very fine line between minimizing ourselves to keep people comfortable around us and feel safe enough to still keep those feminine traits in order for us to express ourselves assertively. It really does always come back to childhood when our brains were learning the most core basic lessons and patterns. I know that the good girl conditioning is simply the feeling that the sentence brings, right? Because the word itself is positive. But beyond being good, you're smart and you're strong and you're assertive and you should speak up. Because if being good means that you have to measure yourself by those external factors of approval, then you will never feel lovable. I used to fear anger, but anger is such an important emotion. It is showing you when your boundaries are being violated. You're gonna notice some conditioning if you feel bad when you have to ask for help because you say that you don't wanna bother. That's my, my personal problem. I do not know how to ask for, for help. I think that I can figure it out on my own and I'm learning that humans need humans just now. For example, when you ask your waitress to fix your order or when someone invites you to do something and you're over explaining why you can't go because you feel so embarrassed and so uncomfortable that you're saying no. Healing from this conditioning can truly be a lifelong process. So just, it really comes down to remembering that the main things to ask yourself is, am I okay? in the situation, what do I want? What do I like? How do I feel? Those are questions that we don't tend to consider when we're completing a task because we're completing the task to please someone else. So there are many like little points that I wanna give you and little tips that have helped me set my ground pretty much. 
Number one, you need to ask for what you want and what you know you deserve. I used to be so bad at negotiating salaries and, you know, talking business with people. Talking money was just such an uncomfortable topic for me. It still is, but it's gotten a lot better. I thought it was impolite and greedy to ask for a raise, for example. That is not how the world works. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it. What do you have to lose? For them to say no, that's fine. That's not a loss. You tried. You just have to have full conviction and idea of what you deserve and that you deserve better. There is nothing embarrassing about you wanting the best for you. Number two, you got to learn how to think for yourself. We are used to following instructions and doing things according to other people's requirements. You're used to coloring inside of the lines, but what if there is no lines? What are you going to do? You gotta learn how to stand your ground. When people tend to know that you're very accommodating and kind and nice and, oh, she would never. They often try, and most times it's subconscious, to take advantage of you. It could be parents, significant others, colleagues, teachers, all of it. It's a subconscious way of operating because for most of us, every single interaction is transactional. Sometimes it's people who love you and want the best for you. So you really have to keep an eye on that. Next, you have to detach yourself from what you know. Maybe the traditional way to operate in society is not the way they want to function. Maybe you don't want the marriage and the house and the traditional relationship. Everyone around you is going to always be pushing you to different paths. But you just have to be able to stay in track in your path only. You got to learn how to set boundaries. What feels good and what doesn't are key questions that you have to ask yourself. How do you perceive respect? When do people stop serving you and deserving you to have access to your energy? You have to speak up. I've said this so many times. You gotta speak up. Your space has to function under your own rules. And whoever wants to access your space has to honor them. And remember that there are very few things that can be tailored as right or wrong. Everything is perception, like we have talked in the past. And just remember, there is no infinite truth. So just limit yourself to whatever feels right. That's like a little breadcrumb to know what's right or wrong in your world. Pay attention to the things that trigger you always. Like I said before, triggers are always an opportunity to look inwards. Those are signs that there is pending drama that has to be addressed somewhere. You have to honor the emotions that you feel. You don't have to always keep it together. Human beings are motherfucking heroes, okay? Not just women, but particularly women have this very delicious aspect about them for being a portal of creation. Remember that you don't have to keep it together always. You're allowed to feel angry. Use your voice. Every single feeling is a friend that comes and goes. You just have to open space for it, sit down with it, get to know it, and then it'll flow easily. When you cannot do something or say something, avoid the over-explaining. That sounds great, but I can't go to the thing. Oh, wow, that's a great idea, but I just don't think I'm in this, the headspace right now. End of the story. You don't have to sugarcoat it and tell a whole story of an excuse that's probably a lie. You are allowed to decide when people have access to your time, energy, and attention. Those three things, you're not going to be getting back. So you have to be mindful about them. You got to recognize that a lot of decisions that you have made in your life have been because of people pleasing. 
because of what people expect of you. And, you know, there is a very thin line. For example, if I look at myself, I'm extremely adaptable. Um, I've been moving around since I was a very young girl. So um, I just don't have an issue for anything. So decision making when I'm on a social scale, when I'm with friends, for example, what do you guys want to eat? I would say whatever you guys want. So I am learning to be a lot more dynamic and make a decision. Because even though I kind of do it with the intention of making everyone else feel comfortable, also I am accommodating a little too much. So it's okay to just have like a nice ratio of decision making and also just kind of flowing. So I just don't have a problem. I know I'm going to like it anywhere. So I just want the person to choose because they probably have like a preference. I can just simply follow and I'll be as happy. But sometimes it's not effective when you're trying to be more mindful and aware of the care that you're that I am giving to my own personal space. You got to understand that it's okay for adults to be disappointed. Your role is not to never upset anyone. Other people's emotions are not your responsibility. Feeling down is a natural state of being a human being. And you don't have to always make it about you. The person might be just simply having a bad day. Another person's mood is not something for you to fix. If there is a sense of anxiety or panic because they come at you with this energy that you just don't know what to do with, just ask him, do you need support right now? They might say yes or no. And if they say no, just simply allow them to have their space. And last but not least, remind your inner child that you are safe now. As I said before, this is a lifelong process. And just like there is something specifically called good girl conditioning, considering the historical statements that I did, we also see that translated into good boy conditioning as well. So all the things that I said are valid if you are a man as well, depending on your circumstances and your life situation. So take that for you if that, if that serves you. I just thought that today we were gonna have and find a solid space to address this because I'm gonna be talking about more complex subjects in the next episodes. And I thought that this was very important to address in order to just have more clarity, okay? Keep an eye on my Instagram stories because I'm going to ha be having a few interactive episodes where you guys can ask some questions. So definitely keep an eye on that for this week. And yes, I think that's it. I'm going to go enjoy Canada now. Thank you so much for listening. I loved speaking to you like always. And I will be seeing you next time. <laughs>